To Iran, where a criminal investigation has opened into the poisoning of some 700 schoolgirls. Cases have been reported in at least four Iranian cities since November. Dozens of girls have been hospitalised. Human rights groups have described these attacks as an act of terrorism and are calling for an independent investigation. Hadi Gami is an executive director of the Centre for Human Rights in Iran and joins me from New York. Hadi, thank you for your time this morning. Uh, good morning and thank you for having me. What's known about these attacks? Right. Um, what we know is that uh, they are happening all over the country as we speak. They began in November and now we have recorded at least 26 schools in 10 cities just the last few days. Uh, the government itself, a member of parliament, has announced that just today that uh, 900 girls are poisoned. Uh, the numbers may very well be higher. We don't know since November uh, what has happened. And we have indication of one girl having died in the city of home, uh, which we, our organization has confirmed. And the details are not really available because the government is not letting the families speak out. Um, it's very troubling, really, the widespread nature of it and that it's intentional terrorism against girls. And the government, again, public health officials recently said it involves use of nitrogen gas as a poisonous gas. Um, so whoever is doing this has a lot of capabilities and networks around the country. And um, it's unbelievable the government has done nothing about it so far. OK, so let's just go to what happens to these girls when they start um, noticing these symptoms. What mm -hmm. are the symptoms? And you say one has um, died. How sick are some of these girls? Yeah, I mean, the one who died, we uh, we heard she went home from school and uh, uh, was sick, had nausea. They usually have symptoms of like a chemical agent that uh, is used to harm the body. So they have nausea and fever and go to emergency rooms. Uh, this particular one went into coma, apparently, and within 24 hours died. Uh, I wish the government would really open up her medical case and let everyone know what happened. It's uh, urgent. What sort of ages? You say they're schoolgirls, but is there a range of ages that we're uh, talking about here? It seems to be primarily middle school, high schools, but the girl who died was 11. And actually, I've been trying to figure out, yeah, I'm trying to figure out if she was a first year middle schooler or a last year of elementary school. Uh, could be either, but uh, we have not quite confirmed that. Uh, but the age has been uh, reported as 11. Uh, but yesterday, high schools in Tehran and uh, towns around it, again today in Kermanshah, Ardabil, uh, they're very widespread geographically. So, uh, again, it indicates there's a network of people involved who are in the cities carrying them out in a coordinated way. It's such an alarming story. I think many of our listeners would be feeling the same way. So, it, since it started being reported on and there, there's been more knowledge about it. What are the consequences been? Are, are girls not going to school? Is there any consequence as a result? Well, is look, uh, this, is, this is extremely sensitive historical moments in Iran. Uh, we have just started a, a revolution by women and girls for the past five months uh, under the banner of woman life freedom. 
Uh, and now to see a generation of young women uh, but were in their schools, they were very active in protest, uh, being threatened uh, uh, as such is very troubling. Uh, and, uh, you know, I hope there are no political motives or government behind it. But what we really need is an independent investigation because the government is either incompetent uh, or knowledgeable and letting it happen. I believe mm. right now representatives of WHO as a public health, international public health entity, UNICEF and UNESCO as education and children's uh, uh, institutions uh, under the UN banner uh, should send a committee of investigators to see uh, what is happening to these girls, what are the symptoms and what sign is this, how are they being poisoned from a medical point of view and public point of view, and why are girls and children being terrorized in Iran? Who is doing it? Uh, obviously, the government is not providing answers or competence to reveal that. And uh, obviously this unrest that you talk about, this revolution of girls and, and women um, uh, ripping off their hijabs, protesting against the regime in recent months. As you've alluded to, this is seen as payback, these poisonings as payback for that kind of activity. Is there really any evidence of, of that yet? And, and no evidence of it because we don't know who is doing it, but it is not a coincidence and again, in a country where intelligence services have such a surveillance state, they know who is meeting with who for dinner. Uh, it's really hard to imagine that an independent network underground would go undetected or be unknown to them. Uh, so their own record is unfortunately uh, pointing fingers at them, but we don't have any smoking gun or evidence right now. Uh, but it's extremely troubling. You, you mention uh, an investigation. Iranian authorities have opened a criminal investigation, but you, you don't think that's good enough? Uh, I, I can go over a number of times. Let's start with just a civilian plane. They shot down and killed over 180 people. That investigation never went anywhere. There are so many the unresolved crimes against the public that the government claims it has no role in it. Uh, but the investigations never go anywhere. So I like them to point out one investigation that produced, uh, um, you know, a, a result to believe them that this time they are serious. Uh, that's what I'm afraid of. The accountability factor in this regime just simply does not exist. Authorities had initially denied or, or downplayed the poisonings, as you mentioned. Just explain to me what has changed. Is it just that the scale is so obvious that they just can't keep avoiding the reality of what's I, unfolding? I, I imagine so, and especially now their frequency uh, and number of cities simultaneously being attacked is increasing. So when 900 girls are poisoned recently, you cannot keep a lead on that. And uh, social media obviously is uh, not going to let them uh, remain quiet. Uh, so I don't think they have any other option, but I really don't understand their approach here. If if uh, uh, they're really concerned about public health, you know, these are random attacks on children of the country and uh, girls. It's unbelievable that they would take drag their feet and not do much uh, three months now. Has there been any slowdown or is this continuing? No, actually, it has peaked yesterday and today. That's why it's in the news that now it has spread today to Erdbeel, Kermanshah, Tehran, 
Brujert. These are really, you would look at the map of Iran, which is a huge country. These are all four corners of it. They're not near each other. So uh, somehow whoever is doing it uh, is uh, capable of its logistics and impunity to keep going on. I, I, as of today, no, they have not slowed down, unfortunately. There must be absolute terror among young women in Iran right now. What are you hearing? Uh, I I would imagine. So I think the parents are very nervous. And, uh, you know, this is a really troubling situation because the goal is to shut down the schools. Um, and uh, yet I, I, I don't think the population wants to cede its public spaces. This I feel like just like in the streets, it's a battle for public spaces and whether uh, people can have uh, associations in these public spaces. So shutting the schools down would not be great. Uh, but I think we're in a period of flux and we have to see uh, what happens next. I hope they come to a full stop immediately. Obviously, the mass potential poisoning of young women, schoolgirls across the country is incredibly alarming to anyone listening what should the international community be doing? What is the obligation when it's escalated to this yeah. extent for the international community? Exactly. I, I, I think the international community really needs to show resolve with regard to events in Iran that it's not reactive to whatever is the front of newspapers, only then feel obligated to do something. This is a situation, as I mentioned, I believe at the level of UN Secretary General should demand that a committee of experts from WHO, UNESCO and UNICEF immediately be allowed into Iran uh, as independent, impartial investigators to look at its uh, public health aspect, the children and girls aspect of it. And, and then we can have confidence that uh, something will improve. Otherwise, the international community just watching Iran melt down under a very repressive and uh, uh, criminal regime really right now. Obviously, there's fears that now with one girl, as you say, 11, who's died, there could be more, Hadi? Absolutely. I, I know that like the number of deaths during the protest is much higher because by now I've talked to dozens of families who say they were never allowed to publicize it and they were forced to declare and register it as public as a, a natural death or accident. Uh, so this is also about erasing the record in real time on uh, what Iranian government is waging in terms of keeping the country close to any independent observer. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hadi Gami is the Executive Director of the Centre for Human Rights in Iran. You're listening to ABC RN Breakfast. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.